Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. ES Audio. Becoming a CEO, being your own boss, means getting away from the treadmill of employee work, doesn't it? You've got people to do stuff for you now. It's all long lunches and fancy dinners. No. No, it is not. I do everything that nobody else wants to do, is what I always say. There's like... It's like an, a circle, full circle. You start as like the junior person, you do everything no one else wants to do, and then you become supposedly the chief neighbor, and you still do everything that no one else wants to do. Sarah Fryer is the CEO of Nextdoor, the community platform that connects neighborhoods. You can talk about local events, find lost cats, market your own business. We would call ourselves a community platform. And I think the difference for us is that online to offline connection. So if you join a hiking group on Nextdoor, you do it because you expect to hike with these people versus if I do that on other social networks, I might share you know, the boots I wear, the how I exercise, what I eat and so on, but I would have no expectation of in real life. And I think that's a really big differentiator that makes us community-based. I'm David Marsden from The Evening Standard. And one of the things I find so fascinating behind the interviews we do for how to be a CEO is how they got to be a CEO. The stories can be really interesting, and Sarah Fryer is no exception. So when I spoke to her over Zoom at her home in California, I wanted to know what it takes to reach the top of a company like Nextdoor. Actually, the first question I want to ask you is, how did you get to where you are? And, and why, why, I think it was 2018 that you joined Nextdoor. Why did you go, that's a company I want to work for? Yeah, well, it certainly wasn't a straight shot path. Um, I grew up in the UK. I grew up in Northern Ireland during the Troubles. So if you haven't watched Belfast, go watch it. It's a brilliant movie. I went to university in England. I studied engineering. Wanted to be an engineer, very inquisitive. You know, my favorite thing growing up was to take apart my mom's uh, Hoover, <laughs> try to put it back together. And there was always one screw that didn't quite fit. And then I did work as an engineer, but didn't have a great experience, frankly, because there wasn't a lot of belonging as a young woman in kind of more hardcore engineering. So I became a consultant. I went to South Africa, uh, worked on a lot of mining clients, believe it or not. And from there, I jumped across the pond to the US, went to business school, joined a bank, um, did research on technology, lived in Silicon Valley, kind of found my home in tech. And then I found my double home realizing I wanted to be an operator, not just an analyst. 
Um, so a few quick hops, Goldman to Salesforce to Square, and then next door, which was kind of a perfect arc because I realized how much growing up in Northern Ireland community meant everything. And so Nextdoor now allows me to come back and invest in community at scale. Is that then why you, when the position for Nextdoor became available, you thought this is the one for me? Or was it that something within the company you thought, do you know what, there's maybe a strength here that's not been used before? What were you thinking when you took off? Yeah. So, I mean, for a start, I was thinking, I don't need another job. I love, I have the best job in the world as a CFO of Square. So when they came a knocking, I was like, hmm, I've been on Nextdoor for a long time as a neighbor. But three things resonated. Number one, the purpose. And today I think we're crisper at saying it. So our purpose is to cultivate a kinder world where everyone has a neighborhood to rely on. And who doesn't want that in the world? And I'm, I find working on purpose-driven things in my life gives me so much energy and so much kind of potency because I want to make it happen. I think the second thing is where you're going. There was definitely, though, this huge business potential that I think we're still scratching the surface of. So we know that 70% of all the spend you'll do in your life will happen within about 10, 15 miles of your home. Now it's a little biased by the fact you buy your home, but you'll buy a car um, and then all your food shopping. And then think about all the services you do around your house. Um, So it's a massive commerce opportunity. The second thing that I saw was this rise of what people now call social commerce, which is a fancy name for, number one, people want to trust their community to give them recommendations. So I always say as a mom, I really just want to know what Kathy down the street is doing because she's my oracle. Like, you know, if I need whatever, a babysitter or I need a guy to fix the air conditioner, she always had the person. And that's kind of next door on steroids, effectively word of mouth on steroids. That's what social commerce is. And I felt we could do it globally. You know, so far it's living up to its promise. We're three years in, a lot more to do. Yeah, I think what is interesting about next door is that potential for small businesses to find the customers who are literally next door, aren't they? Because it's so hard when you're a small business with things like marketing and just letting people know that you exist. But you can go on to this community. It's almost like having, like, a, like, like becoming an, an old-fashioned town hall crier, really, isn't it? You go, like, oh yeah, I can, I can do your ele- electrical installation. I can do that. <laughs> totally. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> um, that's exactly right. So we actually call that, first of all, instant distribution. So if you're a small business coming to next door, the beauty of it is, you know, if you're in the UK, you've already got one in six households in the United Kingdom is on next door. Thank you all for being great neighbors. And those of you that are not, come on board. And in London, it's one in five. So you immediately join and you can talk to all those people who are hyper local to you. And that's important because if you are that plumber, for example, and you know, you want to go on your jobs, you're only going to be able to go as far as, you know, your, your truck takes you. Um, if you're the coffee shop, people don't drive for miles to get a great, I mean, they might for a great, great cup of coffee, but for day to day, they go hyper local. So number one, you don't have to create followership. You don't have to be a great marketer, frankly, you can kind of learn your craft. And what I've always seen with small businesses and local businesses is they're very community forward, right? Yes, they need to sell stuff, you know, to make ends meet, to, to do all the things they want to do in life, but they give back in ways that, you know, just make you so proud of humanity. And I think creating that connection is something that's very special to Nextdoor, right? Hyper-local, 
at scale and the ability to be community minded, um, which I don't think happens on other platforms. You are hyper local, but you're also global as well. How do you pull that off? So how does that work? <laughs> so I often say, like, I don't know if I would have had the bravery of our founders. Um, one of them is still on my executive team, because you actually have to found each neighborhood, one neighborhood at a time, because it doesn't really help you know, that I live in a great next door neighborhood here in the north of San Francisco, North Bay, it's called. Didn't help my dad when he founded his neighborhood in Cyan Mills in County Tyrone, Northern Ireland. Yeah, he was like, that's awesome. At least I know it might work, but like, so what? So it doesn't have that kind of virality, which to use a good tech term that you find in other platforms. However, what does help is, of course, we have a playbook. We know the things that work. Number one, we know that a neighborhood to come alive on our platform is not only about residents. It's about residents. It's about small businesses that we've talked about. But it's also about those big businesses like um, Asda, the co-op, Battersea Dogs Home. Right? These are actually amazing local businesses, even though they're big national, even global brands. It's also about folks like the local mayor, and it might be Mayor Khan in London, who's on the platform, but it might be the local local mayor, right, in your village or your hamlet. All of these people, the church, right, the, the local charities. So we know how to go broad and bring all those voices in. The final thing we do to keep it very local is we use local moderators. We call them our neighborhood team. And I think, again, that keeps local perspective because there's no way a big kind of US-based tech platform is going to know how your local community functions and what's important to you, the awesome conversations you want to have, but also some of the tough conversations, right? Neighborhoods are places where we really care about things, right? If you need to slow down traffic um, because you have kids playing in a cul-de-sac, right, you are going to be really kind of energized to get the town council to do that. And so there are moments where tough conversations happen, but we feel it can do this in this very constructive but local way. The key thing to doing that has to be about trust. You have to be able to trust the people that are on there. And what's interesting to me about Nextdoor is that unlike some other social media platforms, you have to use your real name on Nextdoor, don't you? And is that, why is that? And is that going to continue? Yeah, so it, that was our original building block, right? Real people at real addresses. So our view is that people are their better selves when you're not an avatar. Frankly, other platforms drive you often to have a handle, right? And that allows you to have a little bit less accountability. Um, second thing we make you do is take a neighbor pledge. So like, I don't know if oh, I mean, any of our listeners were a brownie or a girl guide, but you took your pledge of allegiance or whatever. I did that, I think, when I became an American too. Um, but that pledge is really important because in social science, when we sign up for something currently and then later on are reminded of it, we are may, way more likely to take account of it. And then finally, we have this fact that everyone on the platform, because we have guidelines, can report content or report a person. And that kind of keeps it clean. And frankly, it's local, right? It, we, we know we just really don't get a lot of kind of bad stuff on next door because there's a high probability you are going to stand in the local news agent with that same person and meet them in the flash. So I think that power of proximity, in fact, we often say people, we bring people to next door to connect online so that then they can take that offline because great communities are created in real life. Is Nextdoor a social network platform? Would you describe it as that? 
We would call ourselves a community platform. And I think the difference for us is that online to offline connection, right? We don't aspire to keep you in the app forever and ever, right? We never talk about metrics like time and app because we actually think there's a tipping point where there can be really good things that happen. Like it's a low barrier to entry to get to know people in an online setting, particularly next door where it's highly utility first, right? If I put a question like, help, I need an emergency plumber on a Sunday night and you, David, respond, right? We've built a little bit of social capital. And then later I might see you make some other posts and I'm like, oh, thanks for helping me out. You know, here's the best place I can think of to go for a hike this weekend, if that's what you're looking for. Um, And then maybe we join a group together and suddenly we are doing something in real life. And there's a real expectation that you will, right? If you join, I am a hiker. So if you join a hiking group on next door, you do it because you expect to hike with these people versus if I do that on other social networks, I might share, you know, the boots I wear, the how I exercise, what I eat and so on. But I would have no expectation of in real life. And I think that's a really big differentiator that makes us community based rather than just a, a technology platform. And we were talking earlier about how useful that that is for businesses. Does Nextdoor itself support the use of, of local businesses on there? I know that you're, you're doing some initiatives in the United States. Can you talk about what you're doing there and, and whether we can see something similar here? Yes, yes. So we already have a lot of, of local businesses on the Nextdoor platform. Number one, you can come on and just claim your page. So it is a super low barrier to getting started. Um, after that, you can actually do some posting into the Nextdoor newsfeed. So going back to instant distribution. That's also free. But if you want to get your word out through a marketing action, so building an ad, we have a platform for that. In the UK today, you can do it through what we call a local deal or a local sponsorship. So if you're a real estate agent, you might say, I want to sponsor this neighborhood. And so we'll put a little top hat to say you're the sponsor of the neighborhood. If you're the plumber, you might just want to put the ad that says, hey, neighbors, 20% off this bank holiday weekend. Um, in the US, we just launched Nextdoor ads, and that's coming to all you small businesses in the UK as <laughs> soon as I can make my team get it launched. Um, and it's just a much easier way to do what I just described. Like in five clicks, you can build an ad. We'll help you with all the creative. You don't have to be a marketing whiz. Um, we'll get that ad out and posted. And then importantly, we will give you metrics that tell you, is it performing? And we'll help you. We'll say, hey, a business that looks like yours is doing the following and getting this reaction. You might want to think about that, right? Um, Kind of think like we have the big lunch coming up. The Jubilee lunch is happening, right? If you're a local business in the food services area, we might say to you, hey, why don't you come on board this whole idea of the Jubilee lunch? People are getting out on the streets to eat. Um, Why don't you put an advert out there that says that you'd be happy to be the caterer? Um, And we can say, this caterer is doing this. Here's an idea for you. But I guess as a user, how do you find that balance between ensuring the companies can get their presence up there, but still retain that community aspect of Nextdoor? So it's not just a flood of adverts. It's, It's what I came in on here for originally, which was, you know, uh, something's going on down the corner or there's a cat missing, but also make sure that if I need a plumber, oh, look, there's one there. Yeah, that balance between utility and community is kind of continuous, a continuous work in progress for us because we don't want it to feel like you're in the kind of 
classified section of the newspaper, right? You're like, no, no, no. I, I wanted to actually read the front page and find out what was happening. So a lot of what we do is about how we personalize the newsfeed for you based on somewhat what you've told us your preferences are. So when you join, you tell us at onboarding what your interests are, but then also what we see behaviorally. But we also want that serendipity to stay too. So we're very mindful of how the feed loads and how much commercial ad load there is in there. Um, I think the second thing that we have rolled out is connections. And connections is a way, first of all, for you connect to other people. So it's the first time you can send us a signal that says, hey, I know David. Um, either we already know each other before. I'm like, wow, you live in my neighborhood. That's great. I'd love to hear more when you speak. Um, or maybe you just are you know, talking on a topic that I'm really interested in, right? There's been a big debate in my neighborhood about a homeless shelter. And actually it's the local reverend at the church that I think is the most sane on this whole topic. And so I connected to him because I want to hear his, how he's kind of balancing, you know, the, something that can be a contentious conversation. Um, the final thing for businesses is now we're starting to allow businesses to have connections. And so that what that will give businesses is when they do speak into the newsfeed, if I can kind of make it sound that way, that their message is going to the people that really care for that message. And if you're someone that's like, actually, I am not interested in the people talking about dog walking, because I don't even have a dog, we can be really smart about saying, okay, well, that's not relevant to David. So let's not even serve that up to David. Oh, it would be relevant to me. I'm just getting the dog out very soon. I'll take the dog out right now, actually. So while I do that, let's have an ad break. And please do rate, review and subscribe to the show. It makes a massive difference towards growing our audience. And you don't want to keep all these secrets to yourself, do you? It wouldn't be very neighbourly. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. I want to talk a little bit, if I could do, about yourself. I mean, well, on, on a typical day, 
What does the boss of next door do? <laughs> I do everything that nobody else wants to do is what I always say. There's like, it's like an, a circle, full circle. You start as like the junior person, you do everything no one else wants to do. And then you become supposedly the chief neighbor and you still do everything that no one else wants to do. I love my job. I love like the life I get to lead with it um, because you are constantly talking to incredible people. Like just last night as I was leaving the office, my last meeting was with the NAACP here in the US, the probably largest black community. And Derek Johnson is the chairman and CEO. He actually sits on our neighborhood vitality board. So I got to have a really interesting conversation with him actually about black owned businesses here in the US and what could we do to give them a little bit of a leg up. This morning, I get to talk to people like you. Um, in June, I get to come back home to the UK because we're going to be sponsoring a lot around the big Jubilee lunch because it's very in keeping with next door. How do we get people out onto the street? And then later today, I'm going into the office because we are kind of back and forth between hybrid and, and uh, virtual, uh, where we have our whole sales team getting together. And so I'm going to do a Q&A, but more importantly, I just want to kind of meet people again in real life because I've spent two years meeting a lot of people in boxes and the company has more than doubled. And so it's like people are like, wow, I didn't realize you were that tall <laughs> or whatever reaction I'm having. We have like one engineer who I'm not kidding you is I think seven foot one. And when I met him, <laughs> I, I, I talked to him, you know, sitting in a box, but I'm like, wow, you are huge. <laughs> <laughs> you need a next door basketball team now. That's the <laughs> Seriously, I like where you're going with that. <laughs> Interesting, the company's doubled. So that's presumably during that, that lockdown period. So I, I'm yes. guessing a lot of people joined up with next door when they couldn't get out of the house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's been the wild thing of leading through the pandemic is how, particularly a high growth organization, is how many of your employees, so that community, have come on during a pandemic. And, you know, one of the things is what I said at the beginning about why I came to Nextdoor, I think that people can come to companies for lots of intellectual reasons, but they need to come, if they're going to come and stick around, they have to feel a sense of belonging. And it's usually driven by purpose. And I actually think that's been one of the hardest things during COVID has been, how do we create that sense of belonging? And, you know, we've all gone through, we've tried everything, right? We've had virtual cocktail parties and fancy dress parties. And we, like, I remember St. Patrick's Day, I think we had a St. Patrick's Day parade with all of our employees and their kids it was one of the first things because it was March 17th, 2020. Um, I've done, you know, I do lots of cuts of the organization. I think actually for a lot of my teams internationally, right, we have teams in Australia, in Canada, in Spain, and so on. In some ways, maybe I've been better at remembering, hey, they're part of this virtual world, um, because I'm very cognizant that I can't go visit in real life. Um, but I think that it's actually in some ways the HQ folks, that you've taken a little bit more for granted because you always just bumped into them in the lift that now you are very mindful of like, how do I create belonging and community for them? Yeah, the, the return to the office for me, the, the most interesting thing about that was I realized that I can do in 30 seconds with a quick conversation with someone in a corridor, just passing them, what would have taken me 20 minutes to set up across a Zoom have you, have you found that as well? Oh, yes. All over and over. Um, uh, you know, on, on the other hand, there's a lot of efficiency that comes with virtual. So I don't want to, 
I don't think it's either or. I think what, what we're actually calling it is work the future. If you know the three-letter acronym, I won't say it. It's a little rude. It, 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 it cuts me, but I let it go. <laughs> um, work the future. And really what we try to do is be principle-based. So number one was safety, safety first, um, you know, whatever we needed to do to make sure people's health was in place. Flexibility second, recognizing that people have now different experiences. Um, we used to bring our engineers in and the first thing we would gift them when they joined next door was noise canceling headsets. I mean, it's kind of crazy, right? Come join us, come into our office and let us put you in like a closet with your headphones on so you can code. And so there are parts of our company that just are more productive at home. And now we still want them to come in to create social capital sometimes, but it might not make sense to be five days a week. And then the third thing we said, third and final was just, it's going to be a long journey and we are not going to make pronouncements, because I think certitude was a fine way to be wrong. And if you're wrong once, people are like, oh, I get it. It's a pandemic. Twice, they're like, mm, yeah, it's pretty like rough out there. Three times you break a lot of trust. And suddenly employees are like, wow, these people actually don't know what they're doing at all. And so I think you need to be just very vulnerable almost. Um, and it goes back to, I think women sometimes lead a little differently. And it's okay sometimes to say, Actually, we don't know, but that's our power here is because we don't know, we are not going to be certain. We're going to allow ourselves a lot of flexibility and a lot of time um, to take in data, to take in input and come to the right conclusion for our community. Embrace a little bit of chaos then, Sarah. Is that a good thing? <laughs> I do. I do. I think chaos in life. So actually... I often, if I give coaching or mentorship, say you should get an adrenaline rush every day. Um, now, my brother's a doctor and he always reminds me that, you know, when you're on the table and about to bite it, it's adrenaline that they push through you. So part of it is like to feel alive because a lot of people get into like a kind of a rote way of living and working. And so I think it's good to push yourself to a place, not of like complete fear and terror, but of like wow, I don't quite know how to do this. Because actually, I think that's where really maximum creativity comes from. So I don't know if I do it every single day, but for sure, even just when I did that speed date of my career, you can kind of see the minute I get a little comfortable, I actually love to zag. Because yeah. I think I learn so much, but you can carry patterns with you. So in retrospect, everything looks like a plan, but actually it's just moving from one thing to the next, according, according to what you're interested in, isn't it? There's definitely a little bit of um, serendipity and just blind luck thrown in there too. But yeah, being willing to be brave, be courageous, take that step, but have your fundamentals too. Like um, realize like what drives you. Um, and I think for me, this community piece in so many guises keeps cropping up everywhere in my life. And so that's what makes it feel not really like work anymore, right? You're in this kind of constant feeling of flow, like I could keep going forever, good and bad, because it does turn me into a little bit of a workaholic, but good because you feel so energized, you know, to take the, the good with the bad. When you take over the running of a company like next door does that company then take on part of your personality if you're looking for something that, that that's kind of you you're looking for like a foundation and then and the things that you believe in do you put that onto that company as well or, or conversely does it change you i think it goes both ways um for sure a company changes you because 
it's usually in a humbling way to begin with. Like you start and you think you're like, I know what I'm getting into. And then like, you know, six weeks in, you're like, oh my God, like, this is like, I'm tugging on a thread and the whole sweater is slowly coming apart. This is not what I expected. Um, on the other side, yes. I mean, that is part of having a point of view about what the company can be in the world. It's why I think it's really important to be a power user of your own products, right? I am, my team knows I am on Nextdoor all day, every day. I've met amazing people on the platform. And as I go around the world, the ability to meet amazing neighbors just always stands out. And it's like my favorite thing to do. Um, the UK is full of them. Um, the people that did things during the pandemic, right? The people who created meals for elderly neighbors. Um, the people, there's this wonderful story um, of Jan and Nuneaton. And so she gets employed to iron this older man's clothes. Um, and she realizes over the course of ironing for him for many months that actually it's not the ironing. He really does not need that much ironing. His wife had passed away and he was so lonely and her showing up once a week to iron and chat, have a cup of tea with him. He later told us, cause actually he nominated her to be kind of our, um, one of our amazing neighbors um, when we do um, neighbor awards he said, she saved my life because I was actually thinking about, you know, dark, dark thoughts, like suicidal thoughts and just having that once a week. And, and now they have a whole group and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, you really realize you can change people one person at a time. And, you know, that is an amazing thing to get to put your fingers into the pie of. That was Sarah Fryer, CEO of Nextdoor. Next week, we speak to Ewan Blair, the son of former PM. Tony Blair is making an enormous success of his company, Multiverse, which was valued at around $875 million last year. We're talking to him live from the Evening Standards SME Expo about education and why going to university isn't always the best route to success. I'll see you then. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.